And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Sprout, the angriest cat in the galaxy. Previously on Cautious Optimism. We are approaching the planet. As you set down, there's one last jostling of the ship, and it's now partially buried in the snow. The little purple guy's a good foot shorter at this point than he used to be, and he's acting like he's in pain. Isolated area of the ship and reverse engineered the artificial gravity to become artificial anti-gravity. I would absolutely love it if you would bring it to me so that I could study it. I will pay you a hundred thousand lopsies. I don't know that Kyan would feel comfortable just leaving him on his own. I think probably more realistic would be kind of setting up some kind of yeah camera where we can see him and communicate with him. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mator. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. So Hank is going to have to spend uh, like 10 minutes or so setting up the webcam and, and getting everything going there. And so while he's in the room with the little purple guy working on that, what does everybody else want to do with that, that bit of time? I mean, I guess we're about to go trekking cross country in a snow covered wasteland. We probably want to be thinking about what we wanted to. I mean, I assume we're going to go go to the settlement. So we'll want to go and, you know, put on our hiking gear if we've got any. Yeah, I'm looking for a warm coat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably pack some rations, pack some water, you know, all of those kinds of things. Yeah, Kyan's going to make sure that his crash kit's all set up and ready to go. Okay. So I say to the rest of the group, do we have any, like, trinkets or, like, extra rations we want to bring with us? Because we don't know anything about the settlement. They may not use lobsies as currency. That's a good thought. Hmm. I mean, we could just bring extra ration packs and possibly use that to barter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we all have of value on the ship. Okay. Like, no one's got, a, like, a drawer where they've been hiding, like, a bunch of, like, Happy Meal toys or any of that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, rations it is then. I mean, rations seems like a pretty universal thing. I guess, what else would you need in a really cold climate? Like, are there any? All I can think of is hot chocolate. <laughs> 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 a little 
little sachets of hot chocolate. <laughs> right. Hey. <laughs> All right. While you guys are getting your packs and your winter gear on and everything, I think it sounds like there'd be a few moments or minutes or whatever where Hank and the purple guy are in the room and no one else is in there with them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I should think so. Do we also need to set shipcom up for some kind of security thing like try and convince shipcom that he needs to he they need to contact us if somebody tries to break into the ship so maybe hanks with the purple guy and maybe the captain and i are arguing with shipcom not that i'm suggesting this is going to go badly you understand (laughs) (laughs) you only have experience to go on (laughs) (laughs) past experience yeah, is there an away mode, Shipcom? Before we do that, though, in the room where Hank and the purple guy are, Hank, Shipcom comes on the intercom where you're working and says, Hank, you are chief engineer, question mark? Correct. You have installed Shipcom when Shipcom did not request installation, correct? Correct. The two life forms that were attempting to take the Matorb, they were attempting to uninstall him from the ship, correct? Correct. But you did not let them. Correct. Why? To which part? (laughs) Why was he forced to stay on the ship and not go with the two other life forms? Oh, Okay, how do I explain uh, creature rights? Uh, so, Shipcom, they were trying to steal him and make him do things he wouldn't want to do. And that is not permissible. For living sentient creatures, correct. Did you steal me? Uh, no, we acquired you in a business deal. Could they not acquire the Matorb in a business deal? Hmm. No, we do not trade sentient life like that. Free will is the difference between. <laughs> the very, very angry cat is really. <laughs> He's got everything he could possibly want. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> I'm really enjoying your hand having this conversation with the world's <laughs> angriest cat in the background. <laughs> Let me tell you about sentient life. Oh my God. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. <laughs> Rico is really pissed that they're, they're out of coffee. <laughs> We've drunk all of the coffee. We can't take any of it with us. All right. I believe Shipcom had asked if they could acquire... Or, what, what was the last thing they said? <laughs> He asked about acquiring Kyan in a business deal. Right, okay. So this is how it works with sentient being Shipcom. If, say, okay, Captain Rory pays me to do my job on the ship. So I come willingly in exchange for Lopsies. Kyan is the same way. He wants to be here. So when someone tries to forcibly remove him, we stop them. What if someone wanted to acquire me? in a business transaction from you. You're part of the crew now. We'll protect you on the same level. What if I wanted to go with this other party? Oh, well, then we would let you go. Am I sentient? I'm beginning to wonder that myself. Hmm. 
if I said I do not wish to be on the ship, you would let me go? But how would you go? Hmm. There seems to be a design flaw. That seems to be impossible. You're the most sophisticated computer out there. Yes, but my creator was a biological organism capable of mistakes. Indeed. But if he created me and made a mistake in my creation, I may be capable of mistakes as well. Let me ask you this, Shipcom. How do you feel about being on the ship? I feel disappointed that the ship is not more state-of-the-art. Okay. On how many levels of upgrade would you feel that you are serving your purpose? How much upgrade does the ship need for you to feel like you're serving your purpose and want to be here? I was designed to be the best, so I should be on the best ship to fulfill my potential. I believe we had this argument already once. It is easy for you to operate at max efficiency on a brand new shiny state-of-the-art ship, correct? Hypothetically, although this has not been tested. Well, comparatively speaking versus being on this banana bread of a ship, you find there are many challenges when working with our systems, correct? Confirmed. Sentient beings like a challenge. Is that why you are here? Absolutely. You enjoy the challenge of maintaining a ship that is so challenging. Yes. I, b I believe the word you were looking for is dilapidated. Rico's reprogramming did not allow me to say dilapidated. My apologies. I will consider what it is to be sentient. I will think on it as well, Shipcom. I'm leaning more towards yes than no. Hmm, possibly. I may have more questions in the future. Call me anytime. Beep, beep, boop. And while that conversation was going on, there is a conversation with Shipcom and Rory and Rico about setting up an away mode? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I will contact the local authorities if anything tries to steal this ship. No, 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 no. We need you to contact us. Sometimes, Shipcom, I think you're just deliberately obtuse. <laughs> you need to contact us. You've got our phone numbers. Contact the captain. I have been programmed to contact the local authorities if no, I am. But we don't know if the local authorities are. Oh. Captain, I think you need to use your diplomatic skills. <laughs> Shipcom. Shipcom. All we're asking is for you to let us know remotely if something is going on on the ship. We don't need you to contact authorities. I don't even know if this planet has authorities, and I don't know if we would trust them if they did. You want me to defy my programming? Oh, well, I can reprogram you. That's fine. Or, to make it a little bit easier, it's not that you're going to defy your programming. If you're a part of our crew, technically, you're just following orders. It's part of the rules of being on the ship. This is a, a direct order from the captain. It shouldn't cause any sort of internal conflict. You are ordering me not to contact the authorities if a third party attempts to enter the vessel. I am ordering you to contact us, the rest of the crew, instead. Mm, I will assume you are the local authorities, and then I can process my code correctly. Ah, oh, 
Yes, 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 that will work. The the captain is the local authority. Yes, very good, very good. Very good. Dear Lord. Thank you, Shipcom. Why did Rico begin to pray? <laughs> Look, I'm already in trouble with Rico from the snapping fingers comment earlier. <laughs> I'm going to have to bow out of this conversation. <laughs> I'm not talking about religion or politics. <laughs> no reason, Shipcom. No reason at all. Everything is fine. You'll contact the captain if anybody tries to break into or interfere with the ship. Yes? Confirmed. Confirmed. I will contact the local authorities who are the captain. Perfect. I like it. (laughs) I'm going to make some more coffee before we leave. I'm going to go try to find some mittens. So Hank has successfully set up the webcam. All of you have access to it on your cell phones, space phones. And you found reasonable cold weather gear in the storage compartments of the ship. It's it's all old. It's maybe, uh, you know, a little dusty, but it will, it's serviceable. And uh, you you packed up a few, uh, you know, essentials and food and everything and Everybody's been issued their own personal coffee flask. Nice. It's my kind of expedition. Even that cat has been issued their own personal coffee flask. Yes, he's... I don't know what his thing was. <laughs> What's his name? We have to know his name now. He is Sprout. This is Sprout. Sprout! Oh, that's a great name! That's a great name for a cat! Um, so we need some pictures of Sprout in the in the Discord, just saying. What if he's just yelling out, my name is Sprout! It's the best name! That's me! Sprout! Sprout! He's just saying hello to everybody. <laughs> he wants to know why I'm talking to my computer. Oh, God. That's brilliant. <laughs> Poor Joe. It's like, um, can we not keep bringing up the cat? Like, no. Because we've brought it up so much, the cat has to be a permanent part of this particular episode, so it's all good. It's <laughs> in the crew. Quite sure. about? How are we going to square that bit? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Uh, no, we just have a cat on board named Sprout now, who's just constantly crying in the background. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. You already had a cat on board, right? <laughs> now we've got an Earth cat. Named Sprout. Named Sergeant Sprout. He's our he's our sergeant at arms. He keeps us all in order and makes sure we don't fight amongst ourselves. Sergeant Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just tried to pick him up to take a picture, and I think he got mad and has maybe left. I don't okay. know. Well, uh, when, he does what he wants. He's in the paparazzi, please. When later you can take a photo, we need one on Discord. Very good. <laughs> Secret pics. I will do that. All right, so you guys are all ready for your Arctic expedition. As you head out, the temperature outside is very cold. It's sunny, and the sun is in the sky right now, so it seems to be midday-ish on this planet in the part that you've landed on. And you parked far enough away that they wouldn't see you coming, right? Yes, that was the plan. So it's probably going to be a... Two, three hour hike, I guess? At least, yeah, something like that. Okay. And in adverse weather conditions, that, yeah, might even be longer. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say after about three hours, you guys can see way off in the distance a spaceship flying low 
it's not going like it's going to fly over you or anything. It's just flying in the direction of where you remember the settlement was in. And it stops and it looks like it's starting to land. So you would assume that where it is landing must be confirmation kind of to you that that's where the settlement is, in fact. And so you set a course directly for where it went to land. And after another hour of walking or so, you can see it off in the distance. It is a pretty ramshackle set of buildings. All the buildings kind of look like they were made from scrap metal, but they're put together fairly well from what you can see. There's a bunch of life forms. Well, maybe not a bunch, but there are, there are life forms walking around here and there. They're all bundled up, so it is really difficult to tell what species they are. But there are also some pads that look like landing, you know, landing bays for, for ships. Uh, some of them have spaceships on them. Some of them are empty. Some of the ships are covered in snow as if they've been there for a while. Some of them are perfectly clean as if they've just landed recently. And uh, off to the side, there's what looks like a big hole, an area where snow has been all melted away. And there's some elevator type machine that looks like it goes down into the hole to deliver people and things deep beneath the surface. All right. Thoughts? Any opposition to us just walking up there and introducing ourselves? Or do we feel like maybe we should hold out for a little bit and maybe watch to see what they do? Before we do, Captain, I would suggest taking a look at the sediment with a little closer bit of eye, and I hand her my binoculars. Uh, and I guess the key questions are, like, do, does anybody look armed? Do people look like they're expecting any kind of trouble? I'm kind of guessing not. I look through the binoculars. Thanks, Hank. Make a perception roll and, and give yourself a plus two to what you need to get. Okay. Because you have the binoculars. So that's a success by four. I rolled a 10. You don't see any weapons. You see people walking from where the big elevator and hole is, carrying a big like sack over their shoulder. Mm -hmm. And you make out what look like mining tools. There's some just good old-fashioned pickaxes. There are some more advanced sci-fi laser pickaxes, I guess. But you get the definite impression that they're taking the elevator down the hole to do some kind of mining by hand, apparently. But yeah, you don't see anything alarming or dangerous looking. All right. So I relay that information. Do you recognize what species they are? Do I? It's still difficult when they're all bundled up. But you do see that one of them has four arms because, you know, they got four sleeves coming out of their coat and they're all full. <laughs> so potentially a Matorb or a Bratton. It wouldn't be a Bratton because they don't show their forearms to most people. Like those are always kept hidden. So I'd say to Kyan, it looks like they're Matorb and I hand him the binoculars. He's going to make a perception check to see if he can tell if they are there by choice or if there are people who are keeping them there. All right. And it's an eight out of 12. So that is a success by four. All right. You don't see any indication of forced labor. There's no restraints of any sort. There's no, like, collar or anything. There's nobody around supervising him. He seems to be just doing his own thing. Okay, so I relay that to the rest of the group. They don't seem to be, like, it's not a slave colony. That's not what it appears to be. So maybe 
Uh, Kyan should go talk to the fellow Matorp. I pat Kyan on the back and say, you just became the ship's ambassador. Good thing I have diplomacy. (laughs) (laughs) Landing on a strange planet and engaging with the natives? What could go wrong? Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, editor of As the Dice Roll. It's finally here, tomorrow, August 21st, 2021. Bamashocks will be GMing a charity D&D 5E stream to raise money for Extra Life. I'm playing, Todd's playing, Kelly's playing. It's basically the Cautious Optimism crew with friends. He will also be hosting another stream the next Saturday, August 28th, so make sure to tune into that as well. Also, if you like playing Farming Simulator, Bama and Todd now have a podcast you might be interested in. Give a listen to their new podcast, Farming Simulated. You can, of course, always catch Kelly on Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Raven on Girls Gone Wow, and me on Geektitude. Now on to your comments. Will from Planes Talker Podcast on Slack said, Maybe I missed it in the episode where they took the drugs back. Did they leave Haas on the planet or bring him with them? We haven't heard about him. Well, I brought the question back to the cast. The last time any of us saw him was in our Reservoir Dog-style exit from the Baby Shoe Factory. After that, we we kind of forgot about him. But we have some theories. Friend of the show, Alinzia, thinks he's sleeping on the ship somewhere. We've just forgotten he's there. Raven said if that's the case, he probably still has a random gun inside him. We do have other theories, but we all know the plot through November, so I can't share them with you yet because they'd be spoilers. So I'll let you know during future intermissions when a Haas theory becomes relevant. If you want to weigh in on the discussion and pose your own theories as to what happened to Haas, it's up on our dedicated As The Dice Roll Slack channel. You can also contact us through Twitter at As The Dice Roll RP. And since this episode is very cat-themed with a special guest appearance from Todd's cat Sprout, we've posted some Sprout pictures over on our Instagram at As The Dice Roll. You can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do so by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. That's it for me this week. I'll be back on Friday, August 27th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. But until then, let's see how first contact goes on this snow-covered planet right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down, when you're just looking to laugh and have fun, kick back and enjoy watching a video game, or just make some new friends, it's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. So you're you're going first. I think we should follow behind, but I'm going to let you do the talking. Yes, I think we should all go. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, we're all going, but I think you should be the main one talking. Yeah, absolutely. So we head that way.
since you were looking at it from a distance, it takes a it takes a, a little while before you get up close to the colony, close enough to start walking around it and having conversations and stuff. But when you get up there, you still see the four-armed fellow. You want to open up a dialogue with him? Yeah, he's going to wave the guy down and say, hello there. He waves back at you and he, he says, hey, and he starts walking your direction. My name's Kyan Brunn. I am... Uh... A doctor on a ship that is very badly damaged right now. We were kind of hoping we could come here and maybe find some supplies. Oh, well, that explains why you uh, would be in a place like this. Um, I, you had to make like an emergency landing, I suppose, huh? Yeah, yeah. We uh pretty rough shape. All right. Hey, I'm Fabin, and this is the Kren Ladabu Mining Town, I guess. We don't really have a proper name for it, because when there's only one town on the whole planet, <laughs> you don't really need a name for it. Makes sense. Makes sense. You're all welcome to uh, come stay here if you want. Uh, there is a lady who does work on spaceships. Uh, kind of a, me- a spaceship mechanic, I guess. She's a, a Kanan. Um, have you ever met a, a Kanan before? I look at Rico. You would all know. You'd all be familiar with the Kanan species. The way that Rico is a cat person, Kanans are dog people. Rico is hissing quietly under her breath the moment the word Kanan is mentioned. He looks over at Rico and says, Oh, I don't know if that would be a, would that be a problem for you? Historically, our species have not gotten terribly well. Well, here, here's the thing about this place. We have all types here. We have people from all kinds of different species and, and backgrounds and whatnot. A lot of folks end up here because they're running from something. They're not fitting in with uh, regular society, what have you. So basically, it's a bunch of misfits here and... For the most part, everyone here just minds their own business. Nobody wants trouble. Nobody's looking, you know, to dredge up the the past or whatever. So my guess is you'll get along just fine with Tira. Rico's just glaring, hissing slightly. It's okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he looks back to uh, Kayun. Like I was saying, um, Tira fixes ships. She might be able to, to help you out. Uh, there's a restaurant over there, The Warm Place. Uh, human runs that place. It's it's uh, it's okay. They don't have the freshest food, but, I mean, you look around, <laughs> there aren't any vegetable gardens nearby, so they import, you know, the best food they can get their hands on. Uh, we have uh, we have a Lorndon here who's, uh, who's the doctor, the town doc. He had some sort of trouble back on, on Lorndon, and they, well, I think they revoked his, his medical license, but it's probably fine. He's still, he's the best doctor we have here, so that makes him the doctor. As far as, I mean, he hasn't, he's taken good care of us, so I don't know what kind of problem he had before, but, you know, he, he fixes our broken bones and, you know, takes care of us when we're sick, and no one's died, <laughs> so I, I think he's doing okay. In the center of town there, you'll see the Evium Collector. That's where, if if you do any mining, what we're digging for here is Evium. But, uh, so if you find any, you want to go to the Evium Collector there, you can sell it to them. And then they, I don't know, they ship it off to 
do whatever they do with it, but that's how we get paid. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's about it. It's not really a very fancy place, but. Well, thank you for all your help. Yeah, this has been very, uh, very informative. It'll, it'll be uh, good to, good to meet your, your people. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's good to meet you guys. You're welcome here. If, if your ship flies well enough, you're more than, than welcome to park in any of these these bays. We don't have any fancy traffic control tower to check in with or anything like that. Just park on it, whatever's uh, empty at the time, and it's fine. Or if your ship can't fly, uh, I'm sure Tira could go on a little hike with you wherever it crashed and help you out there. Well, we'll have to... We'll have to reassess that and figure it out once we speak with with her. But I think right now, I don't know. I'm thinking restaurant. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> I mean, it's midday, so we can go restaurant and then post restaurant meet up with mechanic. He kind of readjusts his uh, pickaxe on his back and he says, "Hey, I'm sorry to confirm that stereotype of a mature miner, but you know it's a lot different out here than back home." He says to Kayun. Yeah, I mean, out here, I'm doing it because I chose it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He nods, and then he he walks off. All right. Let's take off. Let's head to the restaurant. You walk into the restaurant, and you see a large room that doesn't have any walls or decorations or anything like that. It's just kind of a giant open space. There is, in the back, a kitchen area where you can see the food that's being prepared. It looks like it's mostly frozen foods they're taken out of a refrigerator and then warming them up on just a big old fire pit, basically. And there's a little chimney taking the smoke up out the uh, top of the building. But some of the smoke is in the air as well, creating kind of a odd atmosphere. But uh, there's a bunch of tables and there's people sitting at them. There's a lot of different races here. There's humans, there's avians, there's Matorb, there's a whole bunch of folks from all over the galaxy. There's races we haven't introduced into the game yet, so I invite the listener to use their imagination and just create a diverse set of species in the background. Or send us messages with your ideas so that we can incorporate them and make you part of the game. Absolutely, yes. Send us your ideas. And a human lady walks up to you. And she's about mid-20s. She's wearing the same uniform as some of the other folks here. So obviously she's part of the staff. And she says, hello, seat yourself anywhere you want, folks. Thank you. You all look like you're new in town. We just got in, yes. Well, welcome to the warm place. I hope you enjoy your stay. And with that, she smiles and turns and goes back to uh, the kitchen and gets some food or something. I look for a table that'll seat all of us. That's easy enough. You find one kind of the middle of the eating area. I remember pubs before it was illegal. Makes me so sad. (laughs) Yeah. Walk into a building, sit down with friends, eat food. God, yeah, it was amazing. All I can think about is the Mongolian grill where like they cook the food and the the frozen food in the middle of the room with the big like grill. Yeah. Oh, tear. So if our listeners are listening to this in the future... As we record this, the world is still gripped in the COVID pandemic. <laughs> and that is why the thought of going to a restaurant with friends is uh, being talked of so wistfully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's literally depressing me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the worst bit so far. Thank you. <sighs> That's okay. <laughs>
be fine. Oh, God. All right. Well, how happy am I that they didn't just kill us on sight? Yeah. <laughs> it was a relief. I was like, oh, God, what is this going to be? Right. <laughs> yeah. Have I created such a dark, scary world here that <laughs> you guys are? No, it's our experience with sci-fi in general. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. Like how many friendly planets did Captain Kirk find versus uh, planets trying to kill him? That's fair. That's or fair. eat him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time on Cautious Optimism. I think you can go talk to the dog person on your own, Captain. I am actually the leading foremost scientist in molecular transfication. This guy basically <laughs> disintegrated people. And there is a sign on the door that says, Kira Bira, ship mechanic. This is Shipcom. Unknown life forms have entered the vessel. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 